Welcome to We Came From The 80s, the podcast where we talk about movies we thought were cool. I'm your host, Farron, and I'm joined by Heather, a rare woman with green eyes. Uh, okay. <laughs> and Ramy, I, I don't care what color his eyes are. <laughs> Farron One Niner, Farron One Niner, Big Ramy here, Big Ramy. You. Okay, and <laughs> we're watching a movie where casual racism meets what the fuck mysticism. Big Trouble in Little China, it is. Uh, It premiered on the 2nd of July, 1986. It was directed by John Carpenter, because it's got that B-movie, not-quite-good-enough feel to it. It really, really does. Uh, It was written by Gary Goldman, David C. Weinstein, Weinstein, whatever, and W.D. Richter. Uh, He was the screenwriter. He's the one who modernized it from the 1880s, because it started as this San Francisco Western. It, It took three guys to write that? Well... Goldman Weinstein wrote the original story, and then Carpenter bought into the script because it wasn't his to begin with. He either bought the script or bought the rights or whatever. He got involved and hired this dude, uh, W.D. Richter, who converted it. I mean, even with Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg wrote the story, but they didn't write the screenplay. That's as much a technical thing as anything else. They just wrote the story. And real ladies movies like Commando take three real three writers. Real, three real writers and, and, yeah. and, and no, no screenwriters. And, just. And, and drugs. So it stars Kurt Russell, Kim Cattrall in her pre-Sex in the City days, Victor Wong, he was Egg Shen. He's got, he's, that guy's been in a lot of movies. He's one of these, he's sort of like the, the uh, lawyer at the very beginning. He's been in everything. You kind of, when you saw him, you went kind of... He's the, uh, at least I think he is, he's the cigarette smoking man, or, or Deep Throat or something. He's in X-Files. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he is Deep Throat. He's he's one of the conspirator guys, but he's not the actual um, cigarette smoking guy. Yeah, he's kind of a knowing face in the... Yeah, he's a character, he's sort of like uh, Dick Miller, who you've seen 55 times. He played the gun owner in um, Terminator, and he played Mr. Futterman in Gremlins. They actually did a documentary about him called That Guy Dick Miller, because he's been in six gazillion things. And is that so, his name, Dick Miller? Yeah, that's the actor's name. This guy, no, this guy is something else. Jerry um, Harden. Hmm? Jerry Harden. Okay. He was also in an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. He's one of these guys he gets around. He was in The Firm. Yeah, and, and you know there are plenty of these. The, they're just they're reliable actors. They may or may not have a lot of range, but they just... They do their thing. The problem with Dick Miller is that he became this known quantity. Like, I don't need any old guy. I need Dick Miller because he plays Dick Miller. He yeah. also played the, uh, the gar- one of the garbage men in the Burbs. And, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and he was the janitor in Shopping Mall. Then no they're done that. He just passed away just recently, actually. Oh. But this guy is not him. But anyway, put your phone. I wanted to see. He's been in 163 movies. Yeah. And uh, J- uh, James Hong, who played David Lopan, another one of these actors who has been, like, the guy's been there, done that. And he actually did a pretty cool job in this movie. Yeah. Like, he essentially plays two characters. The deadly serious seven foot tall creeper guy and that basket case in a in a wheelchair. Creepy old yeah, man. creepy old boiled face. But it was he was hilarious. Like yeah. you know he's so serious and then this just pisses me off to no end. It's like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it was just totally out of left field. You know I, I, I got a kick out of that. So it was rated PG thirteen, which is funny because when you consider when you compare that to Gremlins and Temple of Doom, which were the inspiration for PG thirteen, those are all way more violent. This is. Silly. Like, is there any gore in this at all? It's a little rapey. There's, there's some pretty gross things in it. Well, but. yeah, but like, there's there's creature effects, but. but yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's even. It's no worse than Like, there's no nudity. There's no one. 
I mean, the closest to rapey is he stabs her in the arm with that, the needle of love or whatever the hell he calls it. Or, I don't know what the hell he calls it. <laughs> I think that's exactly what he called that's it. Exactly yeah, the needle of love. But, so it, it was made on a budget of $25 million. This cost almost as much as Temple of Doom. They bought all of Chinatown in San Francisco. And all the neon, apparently. And every, and every like, they, they've just put a call out for any, like, Chinese dude who could do a little bit of kung fu and, and brought him into this film. Um, well, electricity guy c- couldn't have been cheap. Like, you can't just hire anybody to sh- shoot electricity out of their hands. Yeah, except I think there may have been some special effects. And you know what? The special effects were better than some of the ones in uh, mm-hmm. Temple of Doom, Temple, and that's a yeah. little upsetting. So for $25 million, they made $11.1 million. Oh, good return. Yeah, good, 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 good ROI on that. Good, good return, absolutely. Yeah, it was, um, it, it was a shit show. I mean, it's... You know, it's funny. John Carpenter can do some great films. Like, have you ever seen The Thing? No. I'm not sure if you'd like it, Heather. It's kind of... It's gory. Like, it's a lot of creature effects. It's about a creature that shapeshifts. But it's one of the great science fiction horror movies of the 80s. With Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's in it? Yeah, yeah. And Wilford Brimley is in it. And it's... it's No. Yeah. Why have I not seen this movie? You've not seen The Thing? No. It's based on The Thing from Another World, which is a 1950s movie based on an earlier short story called Who Goes There? And it's just, John Carpenter can do some great films. Like, he did uh, In the Mouth of Madness, which rocks. You ever seen that one? Nope. About a horror author who's obviously meant to be Stephen King, who when people read his books, they become homicidal maniacs. And then he goes missing, <laughs> and, and Sam Neill pay, plays an insurance adjuster who is sent to find him, because people are going nuts, and they need to figure out what's wrong here. And they find him in a town that is the fictional town from all of his his books. It's mm-hmm. weird as hell. Uh, he also did Starman with Jeff Bridges and Karen Allen. His name's familiar, so, like John Carpenter. I'm sure they Live. Carpenter movie, but... They Live? Nope. Neither of you has heard of nope. They keep, Live. It's one of his going. big... Col- oh, you guys suck. Keep going. Well, let's, okay. let's see. Well, there's got to be one in here. Let's go. Oh, there's it. plenty of them. Uh, Escape from New York. Oh, yeah. Okay. And Kurt Escape Russell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, they work together a lot. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell's the ultimate B actor. And so... You know, John, uh, Ghosts of Mars is his. I never saw that one. Arlington he did The Road? Fog in the 70s. That was, I just saw that recently. That's an amazing I've heard film. of it. haven't seen it's it. A, I saw the Simpsons version. This is a little different, I would think. But, yeah, no, John Carpenter is one of these guys. He's a B-movie director. His problem is he doesn't know how to make an A-movie. Like, he really doesn't. So there's always got that, this is a little too cheap. It's a little too cheesy. He's got that feel to him. And he does his own music because he thinks he's a film composer. He's really not. He's not really a director or not really a film composer. That's you know what, though? He's he's very successful. I mean, okay, this movie notwithstanding, his movies do usually right. quite well. They Live is the one about the guy with Rowdy Roddy Piper where he puts on the sunglasses and he sees aliens. Do you guys, have either of you seen this film before? Oh, yeah. I, I thought I had, and there was like very few pieces where I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. But it is not, yeah, <laughs> not one I probably will see again and not one. You didn't like I, it? Um, I didn't not like it. I, I'm <laughs> rather indifferent about it. I felt it, uh, yeah, I don't know. Not, I guess I probably didn't like it. It's probably the right answer. Okay. Heather? <laughs> it was one of my dad's favorite films, along with <laughs> Howard the Duck. Howard oh, the Duck's a great movie if no, you love no, sexism not. and uh, everything, everything inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And another one from my childhood that I remember. I Leah just Thompson. don't remember mm-hmm. the whole... I saw it as a kid because everyone made a big deal out of it that it was sort of the edgy comic book movie and Yeah, no. It wasn't. You know what? You couldn't pay me to watch it again, so no. But uh it an I, I saw that one yeah. over once too. Yeah, it was just one and they included well they Howard the Duck, but they included him in uh, as a joke in Guardians of the Galaxy. Because the duck is oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. The, yeah, he's in the uh, collectors. Yeah, because he's a Marvel comic, so they right. threw him in as a joke. They didn't understand that Howard the Duck is the, it's the joke. joke. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. But yeah. so so yeah. Your dad my liked dad it. I got but this box of. I'm not entirely sure how they got them, but there was three movies per VHS tape. Oh yeah, it's an extended play. Yeah. So there's like this whole yeah. box of these things that he got from his buddy, and this was on it, and he watched that every weekend for a while. Wow. And so did we. Cause did you like it though? I thought it was funny here and there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 
it's it, that's the problem, right? It's it's a B movie, so it's kind of funny and I mean, there are points we were all laughing. Oh yeah, because it's so stupid. There there yeah. was enough. It was enough. It was just enough to carry my interest. Yeah, but not good. You're not running like, home to watch. Yeah, this. like you know, it's funny. My wife, wife said to me yeah. last week, this week, she said, if there's a movie that you watch, you know, I'd like to watch some of these. If you come across one, and I said, yeah, if I come across one where I'm like. That isn't Indiana Jones or one that we'll probably watch anyway. Um, I'd love to do that, but you know, I, I don't think that this one. It, well, you didn't show was, Commando. You didn't sit down. You didn't. Sit no, down. no. <laughs> rad. Oh, she's seen that. Come on. Uh, the it's she's rad. still married to him. It's rad. Uh, but it, it was enough to carry a story and be interesting and funny. Just enough. See, I had me. no idea what it was about until this time. Do you? Do you I, know I just, now? Ish. I have a better idea than I did before. Yeah, I just, it, I just remembered scenes like the exploding guy and the, and that's the nature of this film. It's in places it it really stands out for its absurdity, and there's other times it's like just move on. This is this is not good enough to linger here. Please please carry on. Well, and they spend the, they, I felt like they spent a lot of time trying to explain this like, and it's probably trying to carry you through the movie without being like. What just did I watch? Yeah, uh, the, the explaining this Chinese history that is so mystical and mystical bullshit, and yeah. bullshit. But it, it almost got boring when they were trying to really explain that. Oh yeah, because it's, like, it's all so absurd. Right. It's it's like here, this is why we have this, and then you got this huge storyline about why it's there that you don't really need to move the. F- well, movie you need about, along, you need about a third of it, right? Like, yeah, he he fought against uh, the first. Emperor of China, and he lost, and he, he needs got chicks with green eyes. Chicks, so yeah, he's, he's been cursed, and that's that's it. Like that's he has yeah, to marry her and then kill her. And yeah, they, you know, they. I mean, they probably stretched out a movie that they could have done as a short story in forty minutes to an hour and thirty nine minutes by over explaining everything. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 weird. Like there's like places, this, yeah. there's places, there's things that don't fit here. Like I couldn't even tell you when I saw this the first time. Probably Super Channel. And even back then, you recognize that you're walk. You're, you're looking at like three or four different films, like Jack Burton, you know, Swagger and Jack Burton, who just came in off the road. Like he's he's annoying. His swagger is annoying, and his buddy, the restaurant owner, and the other his buddy and, and his friend with the plaid suit, they're fast talking, money making guys, and they it just, just need hats. Yeah, truck driver, swagger guy. Chinese love interest guy owns a restaurant. Yeah, but I just found that he like the, the, again though his his sidekick here. He's got that fast talking con artist sort of feel to him. And was, it, was it the pink car that gave that away? No, it was the way he spoke. The pink car was just they went to the lot and bought what they could. So you have twenty bucks, give me three cars for this movie. Twenty five million. Do you know how many cars you can buy for twenty five million in eighty six? I think the I think all that went to neon and and. You know, Exploding guys and back scratchers cost a lot of money to ex- <laughs> make a guy explode. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like I said. You got the you got the fast talking con man. You got the swagger and white guy, and then all these other people who seem to actually be involved in the movie and the plot. And it just didn't see. And and Kim Cattrall's character, I just find her annoying because she's the nosy reporter who's there to tell us everything we know. She's a lawyer. Was she a lawyer? The naive naive one. Lopan. Yes. The godfather of Little China, Mr. David Lopan. You mean the David Lopan that's chairman of the National Orient Bank and owns the Wing Kong Import Export Trading Company, but who's so reclusive that no one's even laid eyes on this guy in years? Who the hell are you anyway? And there was two of those in that scene, and we laughed both times because it's so absurd. Like it's it's a little doony. I, yeah, it's it's sort of like if you introduce Darth Vader, you mean Darth Vader, the man who struck down the Jedi Order and is now the sidekick of the Emperor and is hunting down the remaining Jedi and is all in black? Do you mean him? Okay, audience, everybody got that? Yeah, exactly. Move along. It was, and it was all done in one long sentence. sentence yeah. And you got to wonder at what point they realized that the script was bullshit. At some point, because, you know, there's so many, there's so many times where Jack Burton just comes off as a wanker. But it's clearly on purpose, like losing the knife or getting crushed by that big guard at the end or the lipstick. Or where he shoots the ceiling and knocks himself out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, stuff like that. Like, clearly at some point they realized, this is goofy. Why are we going to take this seriously? Well, there was an army of 
yellow banded people that they could have used to help fight that ended up not the truck driver and the con artist. Yeah, whatever happened like, to those guys? Yeah, there's like, like they're in the middle of a road and then there's like a street fight and then there's like a dance off and then there's, it was just super. <laughs> okay, there wasn't actually a dance off. <laughs> no, no dance off. No. Close though. No, Close but, but yeah. There's, it, there was the trampoline thing. That was fun. It was kind of a dance off. Salad forks versus, uh, yeah. The Sal- yeah, salad fight. forks, Allen wrenches and back scratchers yeah. versus a guy with golden guns. Golden six shooters. Yeah, that was really something. That else. was it was a bit of an oddball movie. I mean, like maybe on acid it would make a little more sense, but um, try not to. Do I'm going to leave that to you. I'm I'm going to I'm going to an interesting podcast. Hello and welcome. <laughs> to, yeah, hello and welcome to Purple Monkey Dishwasher. I'm <laughs> I'm Farron and the walls are melting. No, uh, so <laughs> so is there anything that sticks out? Like something that you sort of you look at and go, what the fuck? Uh, you know, the thing for me that I think after watching it, it's just kind of took away from the slapsticky, goofy movie that it was. Yeah. The the creatures were awful. Oh, yeah. Like, the, it, the floating like, eyeball. Eyeball, the beholder, and, and, the, and the, the ogre thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, like, I don't know, the Chewbacca. The, the beast. Whatever, whatever the beast was. Beast, yeah, yeah. Like, I it was just, it was, yeah. I don't know. I just felt that they could have done those. Way better. I didn't think they needed to be in there at all. Or yeah, or like the the, the creature that steals the girls. The the, the, the Chewbacca re- the Chewbacca makeup test reject. That could have just been some dude. There was no reason it had to be this weird creature, creature that- which was done badly. Like the makeup job, like the yeah, the special effects was bad. Or the floating collection of pussy eyeballs. Again, what was the that could have been a dude? Like that could have been a guy. Yeah, I did like who Heather's is- comment about. He keeps odd. <laughs> the guy has the worst pets. He yeah. has the worst pets. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, they're just, what is the point of those? You don't fight either of them. Like, no one fights them. Yeah. They're just sort of there. And, and there's mystical and magic. So you, you sort of open up the, you know, the whole scene starts with, you don't believe in magic. And there's, yeah, oh yeah, the, yeah, the hands together with the lightning. The yeah. yeah. But like, electricity between yeah, the hands, they've yeah. kind of created this magic. So yeah. you have magic. It could have been a floating crystal ball. It could doesn't need to be this greasy eyeball thing that licks itself. Like, I just, I think that that takes away from a movie that really can't afford to have things take away from it. You're right. You're right. So. But whereas um, wheelchair-bound David Lopin, I thought actually worked really well. But it's because the actor's so good. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. James Wong's good. Like, he pulled that off. And I would like to have seen more of him. Mm -hmm. I would have been more interested in a movie where there was sort of a back and forth. Like, you know what this reminds me of? The Golden Child. You ever see that film? Yeah. Yeah. With uh, um, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. He reminds me of the bad guy, the tall British red-haired guy who is the bad guy who turns out to be a demon. He's in that movie a lot because he's like, you know, was a good actor. You know, you get a lot out of seeing him, but Lopin you almost never see. It's a lot of people telling you about Lopin. Yeah. And then going to get Lopin and then running from Lopin and, you know, entrapped by Lopin. And they're in this weird alternate universe well, they're in all the, the elevators that go down well, under just, Chinatown. Well, it's, yeah, there's nothing alternate about that. They have a basement. But, you know, <laughs> it's not that alternate, I'm afraid. Uh, we have a basement here. It does not require right. a magical elevator. Just put in that just staircase. If you get <laughs> stoned first, it's much... It's the, Back to the acid, yeah. The, the, the mystical goes way up. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, it's just, I would like to have seen more of Lopin because I think he could have carried the film in a way that none of these other dudes... Could yeah, and I, I don't even mind like well the guy played Carol Russell, yeah. and I don't mind the 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 sidekick like the characters themselves are you know well they're besides what, the point what they right? are but it wasn't I don't think that they took away from the movie it wasn't a great movie no. so I don't think they took away from it um, I think the creatures took away from yep. it a little bit and I think the over explanation of everything took away from it but yeah. again but they, you put it perfectly they spent a lot of time doing that and they still only have an hour and thirty nine. Or an hour and 39 minutes. Minus Um, credits, yeah. So you take all of that excess out, and then what do you have? You have a movie that probably didn't cost $25 but probably didn't make So Yeah, you put it perfectly. This is a movie that that cannot afford to have things take away from it, because it's barely there to begin with. Right. So let's sort of quickly flip through it. Something tells me we're not going to do the deep analysis that we did with the other half of our uh, racial sensitivity double feature, Temple of Doom. So I I will say I did like the opening scene in this movie. I, I think it... It's like, let me tell you a story of mystic and magic. And I think that that was a good intro to say, hey, we're going to have a great movie. And then it just went downhill yeah. from there. But I like how he, he, he opens, like, can you prove it to me that there's magic? And the guy just holds his hands apart and there's electricity. And it's like, 
Okay. You can do that with a lemon, though, so. I'm sorry? You can create electricity from a lemon, so. Is it magic? I, I didn't. Or a potato. Or a potato. Okay. I didn't know that, but I'm pretty sure it wouldn't mean arc electricity <laughs> yeah. between the fingers. Just saying. Yeah. But, Lemon yeah, but, you, but you're right. It's, 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 a, it's a neat way to start the film, right? Like, it's because it is, like, here's this button-down guy we're never going to see again who doesn't believe any of this bullshit. Like, really? Magic? Black demon magic from China? Really? Yeah, here, look. But if I'm going to be your attorney, there are a few things that I have to know that uh, still don't make any sense to me. Like, um, you really believe in magic? You mean Chinese black magic? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Are you still serious about this? And uh, monsters and ghosts as well, I suppose. Oh, sure. And sorcery. And I suppose that uh, you expect me to believe in sorcery as well. Of course. Why? Because it's real. How can I know that, Mr. Shen? How? Yes, how? Uh, help me out here. Please. How? And then, like you said, it brings you into the world. Immediately you realize the movie doesn't need you to be unsure that there's magic. No, no, there's magic. Well, and it was a good way... To explain it, they didn't go into all this detail at that moment. It was like, uh, prove to me there's magic. Puts his hands up, there's magic, we start. There Moving wasn't this, yeah. there's magic, because when you hold your hands together like this, at a certain distance apart, and you say yeah. in your head these 16 things, and blah, 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 magic. Yeah, just, just it was like, yeah. just here it is, and I thought that that was a really good start. You know, I, I wonder if that film, or if that scene was five minutes longer, and they just started chopping. Like that's sort of the minimalist, that sort of J.J. Abrams minimalist thing where you don't have time to explain anything. It's just go, go, go. Mm. This movie, like I usually hate that. This movie could have used a little bit of that. Yeah. yeah. A little J.J. A little J.J. Abrams black magic. So then we get on to the road. And I think it's a nice touch when they show you the title card. It starts off by showing it to you in Chinese. I couldn't tell you whether it actually says Big Trouble in Little China. Little I, China, Big Trouble, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. But it's, it's neat. And then they show you Big Trouble in Little China. Of course, they're referring to for our... Uh, for our European listeners, and I know we have some, uh, most cities in North America have, uh, a, a, or at least large cities, have a small district called Chinatown. And this is, these were the Chinese workers who came to build our railroads settled. Like, we have a Chinatown in Calgary, kind of. Yeah, no, we do. Center Street and... Yeah, it used to be, uh, I think, a bigger deal. I don't think anyone really talks about it that much anymore. Yeah. But What's I the know- first rule of Chinatown? That's <laughs> Fight Club, you know. Well, I remember, you know that Chinatown in Calgary was the last down part area of downtown to receive paved roads? Chinatown still had dirt roads in 1971. Wow. Chinatown, like we're not talking the boonies. We're talking downtown Calgary in view of the Calgary Tower had dirt roads because it was Chinatown and there was, we, we were racist. We still are, but not nearly as much. But yeah, so, you know, but San Francisco's had a Chinatown since... The 1860s, I would imagine. Yeah. It's a much bigger deal there. Like there you get, like Egg Shen, this magician, he runs Egg Shen Tours in his amazingly bullet-resistant 1930s broken-down vehicle or whatever that is. But uh, that ugly-ass tour bus. But yeah, like Chinatown's a real thing. So we go into Jack Burton, who again is a swaggering John Wayne trucker. I didn't like him immediately. Right. Because of the swagger and him... You know, beaking off into his uh, his CB radio. This is Jack Burton and the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. Like I told my last wife, I says, "Honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes." This is the guy. Like, what's Jack Burton doing these days? Yeah, he's probably like a co-host for Alex Jones or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's real, I'm telling you. Yeah, so he's running, what, what, what's the name of his truck? Like the Pork the Chop Express. Pork Chop Express. Express. Yeah, that's right. He delivers pigs. And he drives right into Chinatown. And that's kind of neat. Like, you just, you get to see the way the marketplaces work in, in big cities, which is you go and you, you know, you, you buy it from street vendors. I mean, it's, I'm not sure it works like that, that way in most places, but I imagine larger cities, you can access markets like that. But I would assume so, yeah. yeah. And then... He, uh, he starts that, gambling with all the Chinese yeah. dudes. And, and apparently he knows, like, these guys, they're speaking very little English, so clearly he can follow along. Uh, yeah. but, that, but then you were saying, you know the game they're playing. and Yeah, they're playing, well, the Pai Gao, so card nine is what that 
translates to, and it's part Pygal poker is with cards, and then they have a tile set. They have a tile set sitting there as well, which he ends up playing the next morning and wins all their money. And oh, okay. beginner's luck, but from the looks of it, it was not just beginner's luck. Like, he knew what he was doing. So. He sharked him. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's part of it. I think it's probably it's his swagger, and so they assume he's the dumb the dumb American. And, okay, well, he's pretty dumb. But, uh, yeah, they, you know, he gets a ton of money from them. And then we, you know, then we really are, we get to see his buddy, whose name I don't even know. Wang. Wang? No. Okay. So and Wang is again. I don't, he seems to me like a huckster. He's got that fast talking thing going for him, and I really don't. It doesn't do it for me. The actor is good. He's fine. And yeah, he makes a bet and he loses to double or nothing. Double or nothing. on a really stupid bet. That yeah, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna split. I'm gonna use this machete that apparently he carries around the city like normal humans do. To and chop a bottle in half. Chop a bottle in half. He ends up shooting the bottle across and doesn't even break it. And it's just, it's I, just I, kind of a lame bet. I kept waiting for him to actually do it properly yeah. at the end of the film. I should have. That's the difference between a mediocre writer and at least a good writer. When you set up, like this whole thing is because he couldn't split the bottle. and He owes him 1112 dollars or something like no, that. No, it was 22 something. Was it 1100 or was yeah. it 1000 it was a thousand, was a thousand times two, something. but whatever. The yeah. point is, this whole thing is about he couldn't split a bottle in half, and so he falls into the airport, and everything goes from there. It's also the, uh, it's all in the reflexes. All in the reflexes, right? yeah. that comes back. Yeah. So then why not, at the end of it, make it that David Lopin has a bottle? That's part of the ceremony. But he can actually do the trick now. Yeah, like that, you know, it's, a, it's like the magic bottle with the magic contents, and Wang goes up and splits it in half, and, you know, he gets a, he get a thumbs up, like... That again, a good writer would have thought, well, let's put that in there. Yeah, at the end, because at the beginning he couldn't do it, and then yeah. in the middle he says, "Oh, it's because my spirit and heart are going off." Yeah, because I'm, I'm horny and I'm waiting for my right. pride to come in. I've been yeah. here in five yeah. years, so yeah, it would have been good at the end. Yeah, when but, it's all resolved. But it just again, clumsy, lazy. Took three of them to not figure that out, and that's the thing. John Carpenter's <laughs> not dumb; he he's a competent filmmaker, but it never occurred to him to film that scene like that. That, that seemed like a, a gimme to me. So anyway, he. Follows, he gives um, Wang uh, a ride to the airport where they're waiting for Wang's girlfriend, fiance? Fiance. Fiance, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right, because in the five years he's been in the States and acquired an, a perfect American accent, I might add, and all the idioms, he's been away from his girlfriend who's now coming. I think she's just showing up to marry him, right? Like, there's nothing special about yeah, her. Yeah, no, yeah, he was saving up and stuff for her when he had Right, enough. right. Yeah, and she had green eyes, and that was super rare, which yeah. was... Yeah, and in the meantime, he notices... Uh, Jack notices Kim Cattrall's character, who's a lawyer. He hits on her badly, but that's that's interrupted by... What do they call she, her? She's meeting another she's girl waiting. as well. Yeah, but that's part of... Uh, I think a human trafficking investigation? Yeah. 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 The, the girl then, she was picking up is incidental. Yeah. yeah, and then the punks show up, and they're part of some... They're the black something or others. Don't. Don't what? Lords of Death, street gang, punks from Chinatown. This isn't good. What are they doing here? Black dragons? No. Something, yeah. Whatever the things. Well, everyone's got a color, so these are the... These are these guys, are their color is black, because then there's the red guys and the yellow guys later. Oh, right, yeah. Right, so these three punks, and they're wearing, you know... The coolest ha- sunglasses The coolest ever. sunglasses ever, yeah. Well, the guy on the left there, he's got... The Terminator sunglasses, like the ones that the Terminator wore. Oh, yeah. And then the guy on the right's got the, like, almost like the Matrix Neo glasses. And the guy in the middle, he's got those 1980s faux glasses that are just plastic with a slit in the middle. Because nothing screams cool like a douchey set of fake 80s glasses. The best. You have, have a pair. You have a pair. They are lit. They are. They're, they're something. Crashing into walls is awesome. How do you yeah. see in that? I don't know. You know, you know that's how the Inuits see in the in the snow. They they use bone and they put a slit through it. It's how they do. It's, it keeps the snow blindness away. But this is San Francisco, and I don't think snow blindness is a thing. Nope. And just I, the yeah. year a little a while ago, there there probably wasn't a whole bunch of smog back then either. So what in <laughs> San Francisco? In San Francisco. There's never fog in San Francisco. There's smog. never smog. Forget fog. From 1980s, can you imagine? Still with all that leaded gasoline in the air. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they go to the airport. There's a a fight. They grab. It's the weird thing. They like. What are they there for? To grab the girl that Kim Cattrall's meeting. Because they said just grab the other one. They were there to steal a girl for the prostitution place, right? Or or, or to stop her from speaking or something. No, straight up steal a girl for the whatever name of another thing I missed. But 
<laughs> is that what it was? They literally yeah, just picking they, these people right out of the airport. Yeah, they end up in the in the um, human. Yeah, but were they take, were they picking her because they, that's the normal way they do things, or was this that this was someone who was coming with evidence? Because that seems kind of brazen to kidnap all of your sex slaves right from the airport. Let's watch it again. No, no. So anyway, they kidnap this one chick for no particular reason, and they spot. Uh, Wang's girlfriend, who also has green eyes, so they take her along. They didn't know her eyes were green yet. They just grabbed her. Grab that one instead. It, it was another Jack... unattended Chinese girl. Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, ja- Jack stops them from grabbing Kim Cattrall's friend. Is his name Jack? His name's Jack. His name's Jack. Yeah. Kurt, yeah, Kurt Russell's Jack. Yeah, they he stops them <laughs> yeah. from grabbing Kim Cattrall's friend, and then they so say, they... just grab that other one instead, and then they grab green eyes. Right. And take off with green eyes. That's right, and and these guys, the black gang, black this is their color. They work for Lopan, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no. He, uh, Lopan just heard about the girl with green eyes and and Otter and or Otter. Holy shit! I needed to pay better attention to this movie. <laughs> yeah. See, seriously, I had no idea what the plot was until today. You know what it is? I'm tired because we've already we did a movie and then I ate too much for lunch, and now I'm like I'm, I, was, I was struggling to stay awake. So this is gonna be a great podcast. What? Anyway, wait, can you just say that again into the microphone, please? You call me narcoleptic? Yeah, but you pass today. out of the middle of film. I made it today. So, so anyway, they make off with Wang's girlfriend, who we probably should have a name for, but Wang's girlfriend does well because <laughs> I don't think she has a single line. Meow. 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 Yeah. Meow. M I A O, not M E O W. No, not M E O. This is not a little kitty cat. Right. Meow. Me- meow, meow, whatever. <laughs> yeah, We're gonna, meow. I, you know what? I think I'm happier saying Wang's girlfriend than the meow. 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 Anyway, in the meantime, they what happens next? They end oh, up in Chinatown. That's in the right. Middle of chi- the funeral, right? Because they're chasing the black color gang, and they come across. The, that's right. The funeral for the yellow turban dudes. Yeah, they're good guys, though, right? They're a good gang. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. So they bump into the funeral, um, and it is like you know your standard Chinese funeral where they get the big picture of the guy and. These white, you know, the, the Buddhist priests up front and then guys in yellow who look like they're all extras from like a Mortal Kombat movie. And then in come the red turban dudes. And it, it's kind of funny. Like this is the first, this is one of the times where you, it's very clear this started as a Western. Because, well, first, the first hint of that is Jack Burton, instead of having a knapsack, has literal saddlebags. That's oh, what he, right. Yeah. That he actually has a saddlebag. But here, one of the... um one of the uh, red turban dudes, this guy here, who, by the way, you recognize him. He was one of the terrorists from Die Hard. He's the oh, one who yeah. steals the Butterfinger from the uh, yeah. fr- from the very beginning of the film. He's got right out of a western. He's got the cross bandoliers and the six, the six shooters, golden six shooters. But he has the ch- but instead of just drawing, he does like the chop socky bad kung fu film. And then I'm not sure why he bothers because his because the dude next to him has an AK-47 and other guys have like MP5s and Tommy guns, but he's got his six, six shooters. shooters. Again, I just can't help but think this movie would have been more interesting as a western. It would have been the same damn plot. Just I, you know, I will say I'm not a kung fu expert. <laughs> I've never, and I haven't. I mean, a short of Karate Kid in some of the movies. Yeah. Um, I, I found that the Kung Fu, karate, and this martial arts was not terrible for the most part. There were some bad. Oh, parts dude, come of it, on! It's all awful. I know you. You you're a you're a ninja. You tell other yeah, you take karate or something. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a beginner. Okay. Yeah, just, if it's movie martial arts, it's, it's it's not it's not. I mean, I'm sure it's not Jackie Chan. I'm or, sure most of them actually have some training, but oh, clearly these I are mean, like these they actors could, all they've have all actually got. You know, something, something, but mm-hmm. it's it's movie, it's yeah. movie martial arts. That's so. the perfect way to put it. I, I mentioned the same thing yeah, when I reviewed point. Captain Marvel. Is that Captain Marvel and her whatever the Jude Law's character partake in a martial arts fight? That's the sort of thing you do in a movie, but in an actual fight would get you killed. Yeah, exactly. Um, and these guys are ridiculous. Like their their swords are, or like their their weapons are this shiny. Pl- it's it's shiny plastic. It's plastic with the plating that you know, you, you give to kids. Yeah. Hmm. Happy Halloween. And, and those goofy sound effects when they hit. And you know, they, whoa, like it's just it's that. Oh, yeah. It's a ch- it's what we used to call a chop sake film. Like the really bad martial arts films from like the 70s that no one takes seriously because they're not meant to be. Uh, and this one clearly isn't. And then the three dudes with the uh, with the weave basket garbage can heads show up. Why? The three storms? The three storms, the storms. yeah. Well, those are Lopan's people. 
Right, and they're there to wipe out these the gangs. Fight. They kill oh. both gangs, but they never explain why. Yeah, I'm still not sure how Green Eyed Chick winds up with Lopan. They're after Green Eyed Chick, and so is Jack and Wang. Well, that we know, but but where did they get wind of the presence of the Green Eyed Girl? Meow. I mean, uh, they might have been looking for, like, they might have known that there was a group that was selling women and said, if you can come across a green-eyed chick, we'll let us know. Yeah. yeah. Who knows? I mean, they didn't. They, yeah, they didn't. I guess, because they bust her out of the, out of the, out of yeah, the brothel. Yeah, they go steal her. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah. So they show up, and in addition to thunder and lightning and rain. Rain? Is that what the thunder third one They also have the, the most terrifying weapons you've ever seen uh, <laughs> back scratchers, <laughs> salad forks. And what was the third one? The tire changing tire wrenches. Irons. <laughs> uh, tire <laughs> irons, yeah. Yeah. Those are hilarious. Like when the first guy pulls out those things and they extend and you realize they're, it, they look like back scratches. Like little five ha- finger back scratches. It's hilarious. <laughs> and I love the way that guy, he's the one who does the, um, he's the rain guy. He's the one with the long hair. I love the way he looks at people because of course the Chinese hats, I don't know what they're called. The ones, they're sort of, they're circular and they sort of, they're really wide brimmed and they go they go down and they hide your eyes. These are like extreme bamboo versions of that, but you can sort of peek through them. But if he wants to give you like the stink eye, he has to tip his head back and he looks at you with these wide ass eyes and it's hilarious. Like you look at this and, and you know John Carpenter's going, lean back further, more eye, more stink eye. You well, know, the, the chin strap holding his hat on doesn't help. Oh no, it's absolutely ridiculous. It, and so yeah, so the Burton and what's the Wang? Wang. Wang. So so Jack and Wang. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry, is this the porn version we're talking about now, or is this the... Jack, 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 Jack Wang. Jack and their needle of love. <laughs> um, so Mr. Burton... On our other podcast. <laughs> right, so Mr. Burton and his associate make a run for it. I do think it's kind of neat that they run around and they come across the, the black colored gang and they keep running and they go back and you see the three storm, three storms sort of moving on and killing all these gang members, but it's just sort of in the background. There's something kind of neat about that. Like they, they don't walk back into the fight and have to fight more. It's just, you're seeing the aftermath of a slaughter. You see the, you see it before it begins. Well, just as it begins and you're seeing it almost as it ends and they keep running. And then, then they wind, don't they wind up? Oh yeah, in a yeah. basement with the surviving yellow guys. Oh yeah, right. Yellow yeah, that, guys. that had gotten away. Right. And then they make a run for it and they wind up in one of their apartments. No, 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 no. Wang's uh, restaurant. Oh, right. The yeah. Dragon of the Black Pool or something like something. that. It's some ridiculously, like, you look at the go, like, do I eat here or do I sacrifice a virgin? He's just all what? mad that he lost his truck and he's got to phone his insurance company. It's kind of like there's this huge fight and then they're just like, Nonchalantly sitting calling in the for his insurance. Yeah. yeah, how do you explain that to your insurance company? Yeah, I got involved in a three-way gang fight. Oh, we missed the part with Lopan. That as he's driving away, oh, he runs over he runs Lopan. Over he runs over Lopan in his seven-foot-tall Fu Manchu, ridiculously stereotypical Chinese emperor from the third century look, and hits him. That's the I. For some reason, I had thought he just goes out of sight, but no. He hits the dude. They actually hit a uh, like a dummy or something, like a mannequin. <laughs> it's like a cardboard. Cut out. It's hard to tell. I think it was more like a dummy, yeah, but yeah, it was. And then he gets up behind him and opens his eyes. Or no, first he crosses his his coke spoon pinky fingernails, and, goes, and then the shit comes out of his eyes. <laughs> and then out of his mouth. Not literal shit, but... No, just light. white light. Beams of light. Yeah. And, yeah, and Jack Burton goes blind, so he's dragged out. Sorry, then they throw the uh, the puddle water in his eyes, which I'm sure puddle water in back alley Chinatown, San Francisco in the 80s was pure, pure Evian water. Could have been. No? No, pro- probably a lot Maybe of runoff. Maybe chocolate milk? No. Uh, so anyway, it helps him that, I guess, th- that, that, that nasty, dirty alley water cures mystical blindness. To know, I guess. Anyway, and then they wind up at the restaurant, and he's yelling at the the insurance agent. And again, that whole conversation did not need to be there. What happens in that conversation that we give a shit about? In fact, this entire conversation, introduction of a character we don't give a shit about, Wang's buddy. He's the friend of the. Oh no, not even the the he, reporter. No, he's not a reporter. They, no, no, the she the reporter comes along, and it's like she likes you, or he no, 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 the reporter comes later. They bump into her. Uh, outside the brothel. 
Oh, right. In the car. So he has no purpose in this movie. No. Except he's another fast-talking guy. And again, I hate that stereotype. I've met people like that. I hate you on sight if you're like that. If you're a fast-talking con man who's always looking for the next angle, turn around and walk. Keep walking. I I hate people like that. And so I hate characters like that. And, And we meet his uncle... Who's just sort of in the background, whatever, fine. He's he's from the old country, so he knows. So at least he has some history. Uh, some though. history. He can he can sort of further the plot. But like you say, they go on and on about the curse, and it's like this is a thirty second scene that they managed to cram into five minutes. Yeah, you know, like yeah. why? Why? Yeah, and then and they it, come up with a plot to kidnap her from the to brothel. get into the brothel and kidnap her. Yeah. And get her back, and, and they have no—they have no idea. They have no idea what the connection is between the three storms. These three dudes with their their salad forks. He has no idea. So he shows up and he dresses like a nerd. And how do we know he's a nerd? He's he got has glasses. glasses. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, he does act golly gee nerdy. I'm so happy to see. I'm looking for a woman with green eyes, and let me tell you, like, <coughs> price is no object. Like, ugh. so he's gone from being douchebag Jack Burton to other type of douchebag. He's not, he, he actually reminds me a little bit of Indiana Jones. He, he's victorious in spite of himself. No. Because, well, no. I, take that back. Like in this, yeah, I'm sorry. But no, but he's, in the sense that he succeeds in spite of himself. The minute he mentions green eyes, he makes things worse because one of the madams runs off yeah. and we, like, we realize that Wang's girlfriend, Meow, is, is, uh, God damn it. Um, <laughs> Jack Wang, Meow. <laughs> And the needle of love. <laughs> and the needle of love. <laughs> She's tied to a, a bed. Again, we have no idea why, but whatever. Well, in a and, brothel, I could I could draw a picture for you. Fair. Please don't. But yeah, I you know it's. And then, yeah. So at some point, the the storms show up by tearing out the ceiling, and they run off with meow. And in the meantime, we also are introduced to another character who is again pointless, and that's the reporter who's investigating. This brothel, this the sex slave, sex trade thing, and I think she's using Kim Cattrall's lawyer as sort of the in. The lawyer's yeah. investigating. The lawyer's her, yeah. yeah, the lawyer's investigating, and and this is going to be the. She wants the publicity because it's her beat. She my says, big, it's my break. It's my breaking. Well, story, that's the yeah. that's the journalist, but yeah, oh, but yeah. it's the, but it's the it's, lawyers have been having trouble getting the press to take her seriously. That's right. Yeah, and so they've got this rookie reporter to yeah. So fair enough. So they go back to the. Did you see in the in the brothel after they come in and steal the girl when the lightning guy is carrying her up? They try to make it look like lightning, but you can see him holding on to the rope that was. Oh, I didn't him. see that because he always looks to be holding on to lightning. But in that one, they, they couldn't hide it really. His hand around the rope. Well, that's awesome. They, they, they tried to put in lightning over top of it, but they didn't. don't always succeed. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's so surprising in a movie of this quality that they would screw up like that. That's so weird. Yeah, so they go they go back. No, it's not to the restaurant. They go back to Kim Cattrall's office, which is like her apartment. Um, right. Yeah. 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 Fine. Whatever. And then they get then they get the idea that they're going to raid the basement, Lo Wang Chung, whatever's trading company, which Lo David Lopez's trading company. And they go in there pretending to like that's just Mr. Burton and his associate. Because I I'm, I can't say. Jack, 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 and Wang. Wang, Jack and Wang every time. Jack and Wang, all, because we're twelve, and the needle of love. <laughs> they go in pretending to be like uh, well, telephone, telephone repairman, or well, I, I would hope so because he carried a, a telephone. Handset with him. Yeah, he well, had the handset with him so he could plug it in just to be sure. That's right. And they break in and they wind up in a elevator that goes down, goes down, goes down, and then what fill, happens? Fills they, up with sea seawater. Sea and they wind up in the hell of the hanging death or whatever it is. Because yeah, Chinese oh yeah. have many hells. Yes. Uh, and the, the funny is the first one where he says, he says, what's the what's the writing on the walls? What does that say? Siu sum yin yo. Hell in the boiling oil. You're kidding. Yeah, I am. Just keep out. Okay, I gotta give him that credit. That was funny. That was yeah. funny. Yeah, no, there, were, there, were, there was some good slapsticky goofiness to this movie that, like you said, there were several points where we all laughed. And yeah, and that was one of them. Yeah, that, And that helped carry... The very minimum plot along. Yeah. Well, and and the way too much, like there's way too much ex- exposition in this movie and not enough plot for it. Yeah. So they end up captured. Captured, right. In, and in uh, these like 19... 19- 19th century wheelchairs with the big front wheels, the little wheels in the back and the long top, uh, yeah. the, the long backs, like the long seat backs. It's the sort of thing you expect to see a veteran of the Civil War 
pushed in by a servant. And they get pushed uphill all the way to that room, and it's funny as well, yeah, up a corridor, yeah, yeah, and it's, like on a really steep incline. I was thinking the whole time, like that corridor is probably easier to go down. Whee! Which I wonder if that'll Jack, happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wonder if that'll happen later in the film. At this point, the storms are in suits, not their funky egg basket hats. Mister no, Anderson, yeah, <laughs> and there's there's no there are no salad forks in uh, in view. Then we get to meet Lopan in his boiled face state. What was that? Nasty old Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, for him. In his, yeah, his, his creepy, and history explains I need to rule from beyond the grave and shit like that. And they mock him openly. A girl with green eyes to satisfy Ching Dai. A girl brave enough to embrace the naked blade. And when I find her, I will marry her. Never! And Ching Dai will be happy and my curse will be lifted. You can go off and rule the universe from beyond the grave. Indeed! Or check into a psycho war, whichever comes first, huh? And then he looks over, and sorry, that's when he sees the uh, the security camp. Who are these people? Friends of yours, huh? Now, that really pisses me off to no end. <laughs> you just don't expect that. You yeah. Know? It's, like, in the middle of all this, like, you don't expect some guy who's 2,000 years old who, you know, as the prophecy foretold, this pisses me off. It, but that actor pulls it off. Because he does it in this, he's got this weird, silly, petulant voice to him. <laughs> but when he's Lopan, the big scary-ass Fu Manchu dude, he's much different. He's much scarier. Like It's almost like there's two characters. That would, again, a better movie might have even played off that. That when yeah. he looks like he did 2,000 years ago, he's back in himself, but now he's just this petty old man. Are you crazy? Is that your problem? No, he means it, Jack. My problem is this place. This place is my tomb. I'm buried here. A young man, a king, a warrior. Is entombing this old man's crippled body. Yeah, who needs to get his life or his yeah mortal self back? Yeah, but they seem like two different characters. And I would, like I said, even a couple minutes spread over the course of the film might to show that, like, look what I've become, look how I act. I can only be myself for a little while at a time. Like that would have made it more interesting. Well, and when he's seven foot tall, ancient Chinese guy, mm-hmm. he's non corporeal. He's yeah. But he's also Ex- as, except for the needle of love. That's yeah. He, he, he can some, for some reason hold on to that and her and her wrist and her wrist. Yeah, but I think that's because they're married. Now that they're married, he can. Oh, is that it. what it was? Because yeah. before it went right. Well, through. Yeah, when she was floating, he could pass his hand right through. Yeah, they have to be married to do it. But uh. yeah, yeah. So, um, so they get locked in this room and they manage to fight their way. Well, out. first they they free themselves, and then they you know the standard prisoner thing where you pretend you're still tied up. They pretend they're tied up, so. But one dude could come in and there's a fight and we discover that these three storms, you can't really hurt them. Like he, he throws, they throw Jack around like, like they a, forgot to take Jack's big knife out of his boot. Yeah. In the meantime, he winds up back in the chair going all the way down that corridor into the scary well. And it, you know, whatever catches his, it, it catches on the wheels and he's able to powers himself back he, up. He recovers yeah. and it's like, who cares? Yeah. Two minutes more of the movie that they didn't need to have. Well, the fight itself, it's a cute fight. Yeah, it's I just, a good fight. I, you know, I'm mostly in this for the fight scenes at this point. Yeah, and then we get to see, that's right, then we get to see Lopan, con- the one time we see him change from wheelchair dude to seven foot tall ancient Chinese guy. And that was a weird effect. I'm not sure whether I liked it or not because it looked like it was a plastic skull and they pumping red light through it. Oh, yeah. It it was weird. Like, I'm not sure whether I like it or not. I think it's... It was a little Doctor Who regeneration-y. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, but... Uh, Not only Doctor Who does it better. Well, yeah, they've also had more practice uh, 13 times. Well... Or 14 times or whatever it is, but... 70s and 80s, it was a little rough. Yeah. So I'm not sure whether I like that, but in the end, he comes out as, you know, full meal deal, low pan. Ready to party. Yeah. And then, what happens then? Oh, yeah, then he breaks the girls out. Where we discover that the uh, the red gang has female members to guard the women, and he breaks them out by well, while he climbs underneath the bridge. While yeah, they, while the two Chinese, while, while Wang and his friend, who we decided is mostly unnecessary, Eddie. Eddie is that his name? Okay, so yeah, of course so, it is. So yeah, <laughs> Wang. So Wang At least brings not in Jergens. Wang, Jack, and Jergens. <laughs> And the needle yeah. of love. And, yeah. <laughs> and or yeah. tissues. Oh, God. We're... <laughs> Is anyone here over the age of 13? I mean, really? No, 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 <laughs> no. no. Okay, let's move on. 
Yeah, because we're at an hour now, and this this doesn't need to be that long a podcast. That's all right. Yeah, we're having. <laughs> it's going to be longer than the movie. <laughs> we're working on being. And more fun than the movie. Could you explain to us what we're talking about? <laughs> I don't even know. Um, so they break the people out and they escape. They all swim um, through the tunnels. They swim through tunnels. And they blah, grab blah, blah. Kim Cattrall. That's well. That's because she has green eyes. One more girl with green. That's eyes. right. That's when. That's when the creepy makeup test gone bad for Chewbacca grabs her and that was like the second time where someone looks into a space and sees nothing and remember she the thing opens and she's sort of looking and the hand grabs out which means that that monster was right in front of her it's sort of like when Wang looks around the corner and says the coast is clear and he goes around and they walk right into it and there's like four dudes right there (laughs) like how did you not notice that like obviously that's mystical is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was just a shitty movie, but okay. No, no, mystical. Uh, mystical. Run with mystical. That's okay. So it's so you're telling me is it's Jack Wang Meow and the mystical needle of love. Somehow that didn't make it better. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did not. So they wind up back at the restaurant, and Kim Cattrall discovers she's also going to be the bride of Frankenstein because she's got green eyes. Because she's got green eyes. You got to double your pleasure with the mystical needle of love. Double your pleasure, double your fun, double yeah. your gum. Anyway, we're still getting sued. Or a sponsor. I, I don't 50, think... 50. The, yeah. Double your pleasure. That's from like the 80s. Wasn't it when they used all the twins in the commercials? A double pleasure's waiting for you. A double pleasure for double mint gum. A double great feeling making you realize double is the one for you. Double fresh, double smooth. Anyway, Egg Shen shows up, the tour guide, who we've only seen up until now when... What were they doing? Oh, that's right, when uh, Jack was chasing the, the guys, the, the gang in the, in the Trans Am, and they come across Egg Shen driving his truck, remember he has to swerve off to the side? Oh, yeah. That's, that's when we've seen him. Obviously, we've seen him at the beginning of the film, but the beginning of the film is an epilogue, right? It's from... The future. The, well, yeah, it's from after the, the events of the film. Right. But so now he's back and we learn he's some sort of shaman. Some sort of... And it's peasant magic. So it is a shaman. Remember, at one point, that's what actually Lopin says. That the other guy's using peasant magic. But clearly, it's powerful. And so he brings them back. It's kind of funny that in, in, in his garage, he has a fireman's pole. Or from the, the Wayne Manor from the 1960s, one or the other. I think you better continue your education at the park gallery as Robin... To the battles. That leads into the, I guess, the old sewers under San Francisco that survived the fire and earthquake. Earthquake and fire. Sure, so. why not? Sure. Let's go with that. Mystical. 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 And they run through, um, you know, it, it's foggy and it's like stone that is bridges. not water. It is not. It's, it, I'm not sure what that is. Um, black blood of the earth? Oil? Yeah, that's what it was. No, the, the black blood of the earth. Mystical. 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 And then suddenly we're in like this throne room filled with Buddhas, and the three storms decide to put on the stupidest show of. What was the ceremony? The girls, before he married them, they had to survive the burning sword and the thingy. Of they the... did that, yeah. He raises, he puts the swords here. Yeah, but that's how they do That's how they activate it. That's, that's part of their spa well, day as a well, good well, back scratch. Well, and... the first one is like. Thunder, and he just screams a lot, and then he lays his swords, down, his swords or whatever, down. Yeah. And then the dude with the swords comes up, and they float off that. It's neat, they, I guess. They float up the burning sword, and they touch the thinger of the thingy. The yellow, and, and they survive. And then the guy says, "Woo! I will marry one and have my pleasure with the other." And <laughs> yuck, mystical, mystical, mystical. So and then we meet Slimer. I mean, the creepy uh, eye of. Oh no, that's oh, the, the that's the, oh, the weird spider, the weird spider looking thing. thing that yeah, like. I guess they they throw green flame. They throw marbles at him. Yeah, green grenade, green marble grenades that create green fire, and he will emerge no more. And no one says, "What about yeah, Bob?" But he already <laughs> ate somebody. He's yeah, good. Well, he owes me money. Why no. would he come back? He's yeah, got one. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, and so they they move along. This is where you notice that Jack Burton's boot knife is made of plastic. Uh, yeah, really, really, like really, really. just gray painted plastic from the Looney Store sword, like the toy swords. Yeah, I think that's we totally that what one. that is. And kids, don't try it at home. You can't run with scissors, and you cannot crawl with a knife with a plastic, with a plastic knife, knife. Especially if there's a. Also, at the end. don't get involved in a mystical battle between uh, Chinese gangs and a two thousand year old dead dude who walks around with a needle of love. So don't do that. 
many things students shouldn't do based on 80s movies, but this well, is one of them. And then we're in the neon house of Las Vegas. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious. Like it's, you gotta, you gotta think like it, it's obviously it's intended to be some sort of weird Chinese temple, uh, as designed by some dumbass white dude who's probably never seen a Chinese Buddhist temple. And everything is lined in neon. It's, it's like they like said, neon fuck it. light bars or neon light. Yeah. Weird. Here's the thing though. It's like neon's not cheap. Because it has to be twenty five million dollars. Was it twenty eight million? Twenty eight. This oh. one. Too much money. Too, Too much. much money. Yeah. But just the idea that, like, to make a neon sign, it has to be purpose formed. Oh right. So, like, a Buddha. I didn't know Buddhas had six arms, but okay. Buddha so, plus Shiva Buddha. Shiva. Yeah, that's what that, I was that's, gonna go with. We're gonna go to hell in two religions. Yeah, but that's a lot. Like, that's everyone so far. Yeah. So that's well, it wasn't my fault. Just we're just talking about the movie. Yeah. It's just. That could that actually that set piece seriously couldn't have been cheap. Because remember, there's also the uh, scary skull with the fangs that had the neon around it. Like that ain't cheap to build that to say you know. So unless they borrowed it from like Total Recall or something like. Well, that. no, Some because again, it has to be made specifically for the set piece. Pieces, yeah. So that that set was probably half a million dollars. Just say nothing of all the trampolines they had to put in the goddamn place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this time, at this point, I'm not even sure where all the gang members. Went to because suddenly it's just they Burton just and yeah. it's yeah. Burton, Egg Shen, and Wang. Oh right, there's also the eye, there's the floating oh, the pus eye. Spy it's just a yeah, it's thing. a big flesh ball with a bunch of eyes, and his tongue is an eye, and his nose is an eye, and they shoot him. Shot in the face. He doesn't get shot in the face. And later we see him licking his wound with his icky, gross, super long tongue with the eyeball at the end. And <laughs> again, why not make it a guy with like white contact lenses? He is the eyes of. You know, a, David fold, a floating crystal ball. Like there's yeah, so and, many and different options. Statues can see or anything. Anything that isn't like gross that. like that. Yeah, and it, you're bang on. It detracts from a film that doesn't need things detracting from it. Yeah. So that's not good. So then we have the... Um, oh, right. At some point, the... Oh, they've uh, got to drink the magic kai juice. Yeah, the, 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 the Red Bull. The Chinese, Chinese Red Bull. And yeah, uh, at this point, there are one, two, three, four... Probably five. I think there's one guy right behind Burton. So there's like five gang members with him at this point. That's right, because they drink the Red Bull, and he has like the six demon bag. What's in that? Hey, what more can a guy ask for? Oh, the six demon bag. Terrific. A six demon bag. Sensational. What's in it, Egg? Wind, fire, all that kind of thing. I carried that item in, in World of Warcraft for years. I came across, it was just a drop. It doesn't do anything. It just takes up a spot in your inventory. <laughs> I mean, I went onto a forum and said, what the hell does this thing do? Is it, it's just a reference to Big Trouble in Little China. It doesn't do anything. His, his didn't do anything either. That's true. I'm pretty sure if I logged back into my character... It's still sitting there. It, the, the six demon bag is still there. So they're all high on, on Red Bull. Maybe it's got some opium in it. They I all got wings. Um, they all got wings. Yeah, then we have the marriage, and there's this dumbass fight. Yeah, so I guess the... I guess the the um, the gang members do follow them because it is quite a big fight. Oh, yeah. yeah. In yeah. in the midst of the wedding, including back scratcher dude and Wang jumping back and forth <laughs> on what on almost like trampolines, yeah, passing each other in the air and fighting, and then deciding the one or two swipes they're getting as they pass in the air isn't enough. So they line up with each other and both jump in the same direction and continue to have a fight with each other as they float through the air. Now, have you gotten to that lesson yet in your uh, martial arts studies, or is that next week? Uh, no, I'm. I'm not in weapons yet. I'm very, very. Oh, so that's next. That's next year. So right now you're just you're just doing the uh, the simple stuff like how to fend off red turbans psychos with meat cleavers, and yeah. practicing on the trampoline, and practicing and, and on the, the trampoline. trampoline. Next year is the 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 back scratchers, or are you going to do the solid forks? Spinning tire wrenches. I think. The spinning tire wrenches. Sweet, sweet, awesome. In the meantime, <laughs> <laughs> Egg Shen and uh, David Lopan play like 3D Mortal Kombat with their fingers. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. They make shadow puppets for a while. Yeah, and that's literally what it is. Like they shoot light. You know, the standard magic beam of light. Egg Shen's is purple, and uh, David Lopan's is green. And they meet in the middle. And instead of it just being pushed back and forth, think of like the wand fight at the end of like Deathly Hallows, where it's uh, Potter versus uh, Voldemort. Instead of that, which was a cool effect, or anything else, where you see two pillars of light push back and forth. No, no. Here it takes the form of. Shadow Puppet Warriors. Shadow Puppet Warriors in heavy armor moving slowly. Mystical. 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 And it ends 
with nothing. They can't beat each other. I, I still think the best part of this scene is when he pulls the gun out, shoots the roof at the very start of it. Yeah, and let's knocks, get this fight started. Fires into the air. Yeah, yeah. And the, the <laughs> ceiling falls down and knocks him out. Yeah, that uh, might be my absolute favorite yeah. part. Well, then later in the and then later in the fight, he's trying to get the. He runs out of bullets and he tries to reach for his boot knife, and some big lumbering armor guy comes and he stabs him with it. And he winds up like crushed under him, and he can't move. Yeah, that's th- right. And I mean, there was another. It's like, goofy- oh man, ah. Well, there's a goofy one earlier when they were uh, fighting, when they were escaping with the, uh, the the sex slaves, where he grabs his his knife and it goes flying because he's an idiot. I I would bet money that was just a bad take that they ran with. Oh yeah, I guess it could be. And then he comes out, and of course, everyone's already been knocked down because Wang is Wang them, and yeah, it, it's just he. Pretty Wang Chung tonight. Yeah. This movie's goofy, and I said this shadow puppet, whatever fight. It's it's funny, but there's no point to it because nothing comes of it. They don't. Yeah. And then he takes off with the women, and there's more fight, and the bad Chewbacca makeup test Gets attacks. Kicked in the nuts. Yeah, that's right. They kicked it because Wolfman has Wolfman an has an arch. Yeah. And uh, what happens then? They chase after. Right. They chase after him, and which one goes first? And then they end uh. up in the temple. I, no, they kill. What's his name first? They oh, kill. The, they kill Lopet. They Lopet. kill Lopet. That's right. He throws the knife the, and misses, and everyone just looks at him like you idiot. Idiot. So then they pick up his own knife when no, he's got yeah, all Lopet, the magic. Yeah, throws it back at him, and he catches it and quickly whips it back and goes right, right through his, his skull because it's all in the reflexes. All in the reflexes. That's yeah. right. Again, like you say, that bottle thing needed it's to be there. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's yeah, unbalanced. and then, that's why he couldn't do it. This movie was unbalanced. That's why. I didn't and work. then Thunder, I think, <laughs> one of the yeah, guys, right, sees the body and explodes like literally. Ever. Yeah, yeah the, 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 wor- the worst case of gas you ever done seen, and he explodes into a bunch uh, of pieces. In pieces, good. Yeah. yeah. So they and throw then, a bowl of salad out the door. Yeah, that's what that was. For Did that they? effect. Yeah, and and then that's right. And as they're escaping through the ceiling, Sparkly Guy shows up. One of the other, I think he's heads. He's he's back scratcher dude. Lightning. Yeah. Yeah. And they drop a rock on him. That's how they beat him. And he ends up electrocuting himself. It reverses yeah, like it, the polarity of his. I, I don't know. Yeah, he spark. loses control of his lightning. Yeah, and then gets sparked. I don't know, but I don't Mystical. understand why Mystical. the first guy dies when he sees his dead leader, but the other ones are thriving with their dead well, they leader. They haven't seen it yet. Oh, maybe that's why. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, and they escape and <clears throat> have a party, and then they say the end, and you're like, oh wait, what? Well, I mean, there's that one little scene where Kim Cattrall, for some reason, has suddenly decided that his icky, gross flirting is doing it for her and she's actually suggested can you get uh, one of those bigger trucks with a cab for two it's like 80s girls trauma that's right i keep jesus i keep forgetting see this is why i'm not married i haven't dragged some woman through three days of hell of being shot at and stabbed and shit like that how else am i gonna get a girl but apparently it's the trauma that's the thing so keep that in mind yeah and then there's like the one serious again out of it just it doesn't belong in this movie god aren't you even gonna kiss her goodbye No. And I know it's meant to be, Jack, you jerk. But it seems so tragic. He's, he says, though, that everybody gets tired of him. Yeah. And, and he's better off alone. Yeah, it's very fatalistic. And, yeah. And, it's, he's, you see underneath sad. The, the act of the swagger and the bravado, and you're like, oh. Yeah, like, like no, I'm not going to because I know there's nothing coming of it. But it's, I want to see that movie. Yeah, like, where, like where I want to see that film. The superhero well, really truck not. driver? No, just a movie about... Where he grows up and realizes his flaws and works on his character. Well, it's a bozo... I mean, he's a bozo film. He's a bozo guy, and, and, and the movie is ridiculous. But there's that flash of character depth in that one no. And Kurt Russell's a good actor. He has limited range. He's a character actor, but he's good at what he does. But every so often, he pulls something off. And that no did it for me. I just... Yeah, he, I, I agree with that. And then he goes right back into, this is Jack, he's on the CB radio, yeah. let me tell you when the heavens crash down and your balls itch, and I'm like, whatever it is he says into the, I don't think he actually says that. Not that would surprise me. I have no least. idea what he said he yeah. You just listen to the old pork chop express here now and take his advice on a dark and stormy night when the lightning's crashing and the thunder's rolling and the rain's coming down and sheets thick as lead. Just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earth quakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. And then 
you know, he's blabbing into his CB radio and the camera pans because he's in his truck. It, can, it pans to the back and the, the creepy monster, creepy you know, Chewbacca the, is on the back yeah, of the, track the failed Chewbacca makeup test is there and that's it. <laughs> Maybe they wrote a second one and that was the Oh, he does get the money one. from Wang. Yeah. Oh yeah, triple. Triple or Instead nothing. Instead of double. Because he earned it. Yeah. Right, so, so now he's got... Three thousand dollars, well, thirty three hundred or something like that, and and he, hey, says, and he says, "Well, now I'm rich." Truck drivers in the eighties made great money. I mean, in the seventies, they were making doctor money. Truck drivers still make good money. Yeah. Truckers, yeah. Well, they, yeah, but you know, the problem with you know you have to do to make trucker money, you got to be a trucker. The yeah, lifestyle. That, that's yeah, that's a rough lifestyle. It really is. Yeah, no fixed um, address. <laughs> well, no, some of these guys do. Look, I know some of these older yeah. these older guys who they do have the like the huge cab where the wife goes along with them, and they mm-hmm. love it. And that's great, but I couldn't. I don't like driving in rush hour in my little car. I don't like driving, period. But yeah, it's this is like 10 different films. Only some of them work some of the time, but this film's a shit show. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. Like I said at the beginning, I think, and now that we've talked about it and worked through it, I don't know. My answer to this movie is I don't know. Yeah, I, I would agree. Would I show it to my wife? I just don't know. In the right mood, on the right day, it would be If you're looking for something goofy, yeah. with a glass of wine. I just think there's better you goofy know. from yes. the 80s. Yeah. There are, you, why wouldn't you watch Airplane? Yeah. Airplane. Like, you know, I thought top about... Top Secret. Uh, top Secret, yeah. yeah. Both better films. This one, like, it's a takeoff of like, the old Chop Saki movies that came out of China and Hong Kong, like the ones that Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee started. Mm-hmm. Like, those sorts of... I'm not sure why anyone took them seriously, and yet they did. Right. Because the know? Kung Fu was good. Mainly. I like those movies. They were fun. Yeah, but they were ridiculous. That's why I like them. Yeah, and that's fine. This one is ridiculous and it knows it, but it wasn't brave enough to say, fuck it, let's go. You know who would have been a, who would have done a great job of making this movie? The guys who did Airplane. Yeah. I think they could have pulled this off better. Because the problem is John Carpenter's a B-movie director and he doesn't know how to make an A-movie. So it gets this parody that I think Airplane, the guys who did Airplane or, or Top Secret, which I don't think it's the same people, They, I think they could have had fun with it. So there it is. Um, go team. Go team. Hurrah. So we, we're now finished our uh, racial sensitivity double feature. And, uh, yeah. Get back to driving truck. I'm not driving a truck. With creepy, hairy guys in behind you. Oh, well, if you're going to put it that way, then I'm totally in. Great. Yeah. Okay, we're done now.